Welcome to another episode of the Go Think Big podcast with me, Dan Orton, and the Watson to my Sherlock Holmes, Amy Packham. Well, that was quite witty, Dan. Thank you. <laughs> Why the tone of surprise? <laughs> Just saying. Okay, we, uh, this is our second apprenticeship special. Um, if you haven't already listened to the Mediacom episode, please do. This episode we are joined by Theo, Alex and Yana from MTV, Mindshare and O2. Uh, guys, you'd like to introduce yourselves? Theo, I'm the intern at MTV News now. Hey, I'm Alex. I'm now a digital executive on the Volvo Worldwide team at Mindshare. Hi, I'm Yana and I am the planning manager in innovations team at O2. Fantastic. Amy, over to you. So uh, the theme of these podcasts is life after apprenticeship. So all of these um, the ex-apprentices in the room did apprenticeships and are now working full-time either at the same company or somewhere else. So we are talking to Theo, who was an apprentice, apprentice at Viacom and is now an intern at MTV News. Alex was an apprentice at Google and is now working at Mindshare. And Yana um, worked at O2 and is now in the marketing team at O2. So um, I guess we should probably start by saying, why an apprenticeship? How did you find out about it or why did you want to do an apprenticeship? Um, so the way I found out about the apprenticeship was I was actually doing work experience at uh, FHM and Zoo magazine in the uh, Bauer building for a while um, and there was talk of, I think it was just as uh, Go Think Big was in the sort of starting out and there was talk of uh, it coming along and it was sort of be like a job listings opportunity site for, um, for young people. Um, so I found out about it that way and then... I saw, you know, I was looking for jobs, looking for work experience or anything I could get. And then I saw this apprenticeship pop up and I myself hadn't been or wasn't planning on going to university. I'd gone past that point already. Um, so I thought an apprenticeship, a year long placement would be a good way of getting in, getting into the industry rather than, you know, a one week's work experience there, two weeks mm. work experience there. So that was the main thing. Um, and then I applied and then, you know, lucky enough, I got on the, got on the scheme. So what was your apprenticeship in? Um, it was a Viacom apprenticeship, um, and that in, that was MTV News, MTV PR, uh, Comedy Central, and Nickelodeon was a part of it as well. So it was all wrapped up. Uh, it was Viacom's first one that they were running in association with uh, Go Think Big, of course. Um, and it was sort of spread out across loads of different departments. There was uh, work in production, um, online and social media. Um, for the news, the news team as well, of course, PR and press, um, a lot of different things, really. Mm. Cool. What about you, Alex? So I did actually apply to uni. Um, I got into Bath Bar to do media, and then um, you have until the end of August to decide fully if you're definitely going to uni or not. And it got to about two weeks before I had to say yes or no. I was like, I don't know why I'm going to uni to do media. Everything you learn at uni will be outdated the second you learn it. But why don't you just so I was like, why don't I just take a year out, see how far I can get. If I don't get anywhere in the year, fine, I'll go to uni and try that, that path. But um, luckily, it worked out very, very well for me. So how did you actually find the apprenticeship at Google? Um, I just searched for media apprenticeships, funnily enough, on Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then saw this one pop up. I was like, oh, I didn't, didn't know they took anyone on that didn't have a degree. Uh, applied for it, thinking nothing of it. Two days later, I got a phone call. Two days later, I had an interview. Two days later, I was in starting the job. Wow. That was so really, quick. really quick, yeah. Really soon. Yeah. Is that normal? Do they usually have such a quick turnaround? Did they... um, that's the first year they've ever done it. So I think it was right. all a bit of a panic. 
Um, <laughs> so we finished, we did January to January, and the next set of apprentices came in April, and then this year, the new apprentice started in July, so it's all really quick and oh really yeah. fast-paced, mm-hmm. in and out. So for me, it was a little bit different to both of you. I already worked for O2 uh, when I found out about apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. I was in call center, and I always had an ambition to go into more management role. Um, so I found out about the advanced apprenticeship what O2 has been doing uh, seven years ago. Um, it's been explained to me what that entails. I was like, well, it would be great to get actually some uh, UK qualifications, considering uh, I'm not British. Uh, at the same time, I'm getting uh, more experience from back office. So I joined the operations apprenticeship at O2. I've done that for three years. and. Then they started the higher apprenticeship, which uh, was giving you foundation degree as well. Um, and I was successful in both of them. So I have done both of the apprenticeships. So I spent six years as an apprentice for O2. And now I'm in a permanent role with the marketing. And you got your degree certificate today, didn't you? I have received the certificate today. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't end up just with the foundation degree, what they paid for. I do live by, if you don't ask, you don't get. So I did ask if they would sponsor my last year of the degree, and they have. So I have been doing the full-time degree on top of my day role as well, which was tough, but... <laughs> Yeah, I got the degree, uh, certificate today and I've got my ceremony and next month. It's exciting. Fantastic. So in terms of the application process, what do you think it was about um, your applications or your interviews that particularly stood out? What do you think impressed them? Because obviously a lot of, especially for Google, a lot of people apply to these apprenticeships and you've got to find something, I guess, that makes you stand out. Do you think there was anything in particular about your application? Do you want to start? Can do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was a wealth of work experience that I'd done before that's always helped me. Um, because, I mean, my, my sort of remit is in journalism. I always wanted to be a journalist from a very young age. So there's sort of, I, I, you know, even before the age of 16, I found that I was able to apply to quite a few places and obviously do your schoolwork experience. Yeah. But I built up a portfolio of work experience at different magazines, at TV stations, at radio stations, um, before I'd actually applied for, for the apprenticeship. So I think, you know, where there may be a lot of application of people just coming out of college, um, I was already very active before in sort of writing things. And that was, I think that was, that definitely played a big part in it. Yeah. And... I'd say uh, for Google it's definitely passion, so um, clearly none of the apprentices had any experience as we were about 18 years old at the time, Um, but before that I had my YouTube channel that interviewed YouTubers and musicians and put that up on YouTube and ran quite a successful channel and also as a radio presenter, then all of that kind of helped show that I was interested in the the industry and it helped that my manager also used to work in the radio industry. Oh. Yeah. Common ground. Good. And what about you, Yana? Um, I don't remember much of the advanced apprenticeship application. I do remember the interview. It was awesome. It was so f- so good fun. Um, fun. Yes. I don't think anyone said that. No. <laughs> oh, you enjoyed no. the interview process. I, I absolutely love the advanced apprenticeship interview process because it was a whole day of kind of exercise things. So they. We're assessing you know, how you interact in different situations with people that you don't know. 
Um, and then obviously there was the typical one-to-one -one interview as well. And I had great fun. Uh, <laughs> it, it was really good. Um, I think for me at that point, uh, I they could see that I'm a quite driven person. I really wanted uh, to do more than what I was doing at the point. I was working for the company for a couple of years and I was progressing already in technical roles. And back then, and I still think it's the case where um, the technical side of uh, any business, uh, they don't have as many women in there and they try to actually change that. Yeah. Um, so at that point I was working in a broadband uh, department on second line which was quite technical and what I think what I have demonstrated as well was I can learn so uh, if they can see you can learn because there are any skills you can learn it's all about the attitude and I think that's what got across and then in the interviews as well so I was quite mature when I was applying I yeah. got into the advanced apprenticeship when I was 25 years old um, and working with quite younger people 16 18s it was quite uh, interesting dynamics but it was great fun mm. and the interview itself was awesome <laughs> um and when i think one one other thing is because i already was within the company i was trying to look especially in the higher apprenticeship i knew who was applying for it because the criteria was you need to be um graduate from the advanced circle oh, okay. i was trying to identify what makes me stand out and a uh, the interview itself focusing around that and I managed to find that out and I know the feedback from the people I was interviewed by it was I've done that really well so I do think it's about actually understanding what are your qualities what are your skills and demonstrating it in the interview yeah can you all give us maybe a brief overview of what your apprenticeship actually was so what your role was perhaps in that year or two years was yours a year Mine was a year, yeah, but it got cut short to about nine months because oh, okay. that's when I jumped onto the oh, internship okay. finished yeah. early. So what were you doing during those nine months? Um, so it was quite interesting the way mine worked because it was, because obviously Viacom you've got all those different businesses and different companies within, you know, one, one big parent company. It was three months in each department. So my first three months in MTV News uh, was quite... It was split down between production and editorial, really. I was I found myself writing a lot for the website, but also learning a bit of camera skills, you know, on the job and filming interviews with people and, and stuff, and just generally being a, a helping hand around the office, you know, across both, both sort of uh, departments. Um, when I moved to MTV PR and the press team, again, that was sort of, um, an assistant in the sense that we were, we were looking for coverage of MTV shows. So it was quite, it was good because I was one of the only ones that moved from, uh, because there was four of us who moved from one MTV sort of department to another MTV. So it was very much six months in MTV. You know, it was quite, you sort of built relationships with people that you're already emailing and people you're speaking to. So it was, it was a much smoother transition, I think. Um, when I was with the press team, it was a lot of... Um, like I say, looking for coverage for, I don't know, MTV shows, Geordie Shaw, uh, for instance, <laughs> the one that everybody knows. <laughs> um, we also went to the European Music Awards, the DMAs, oh, and was helping oh. out there, and, which was amazing because it was an international sort of press team. You have people from different clusters of MTV, so you've got MTV Sweden, MTV Germany, oh, uh, the US team, all over the world. Um, and then the last stint I did was at Comedy Central, 
And that was again very different and very interesting. That was a lot of sort of making online viral content, which I was learning about making memes, making funny videos, <laughs> cutting episodes from like The Daily Show and other Comedy Central stuff. So there's a lot of online traffic driving stuff. Yeah. You know, getting more, because I, you know, I can send a tweet, but it's sort of like how you promote shows and whatnot and how you, you know, getting the, the Twitter or the social media voice of the company. Yeah. So it was all. The, the whole nine months were very different and very diverse, but they all linked together very well. And now in my internship, having been around different departments of the building, you sort of, you feel like you know more people being there for like a year or, or so than people who have been there for like five years, yeah. you know, because you're speaking to all these different departments. And you know what people are doing, I guess, don't you? Exactly, like, yeah, you've yeah. You've been on the other side, you know what it's like to work in PR. Well, this and... is it, this is it. And cool. especially for problem solving I guess it's sort of you know it's easy enough to send an email but you get it done twice as fast you've just got to their desk because you already know what I'm asking yeah. <laughs> and what about you Alex what was so what was what team were you in at Google I was in the creative agency team but there was 10 of us so we split over different teams so there was one in auto one in um, B2B one in the normal agency team um, they're like everywhere so, um, so did you choose to go in the creative team? No, in the um, interview stage, um, all the managers came that were going to be managing the ten of us and decided which one they wanted. So oh. It was like a oh God. <laughs> they, they just yeah, <laughs> well, like yeah. Apparently, it was quite intense the way they did it. it like, well, so to, they had all your like your faces. On yeah, the and they had to pick their top three. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. It was like, right. is that when you like your second school? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like that. It's more and more like X Factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what and um, what were you doing in the creative team? Um, I was basically the account manager for the team. So any queries, any um, creative agency had would come straight to me, and then I created a process which I didn't have before. So all all questions got answered within forty eight hours. Um, just making sure the relationships are all healthy and everyone's happy, and um, helping out on YouTube as well, like interviewing the YouTubers and putting those on both my channel and sending them out to creative agencies, so they know who. Um, they can work with with their clients as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. So mine will be a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done two of them, so. <laughs> uh, so the advanced apprenticeship was a little bit more straightforward. We had uh, one role back then uh, that has changed. So now uh, the apprentices they rotate every six months to different teams, getting mm. broader experience. Back then, I uh, I was an apprentice in operations, specifically uh, being a system administrator support. So we were looking after the technical boxes, making sure all the applications are working and everything. So I did learn a bit of SQL and Unix and coding and stuff. Uh, you can do that. It's very basic, so uh, nobody has to be put off by that. And I'm definitely not a geek. Um, <laughs> you just like to put that in there. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not a very technical person, but I could manage to do that. So I was doing that for uh, three years, um, and the rotating between we were like um, the whole team had three different areas. So I was rotating around that, and uh, in the ed- uh, in the high apprenticeship, uh, that was different. So again, it was in uh, operations, and uh, that was rotation every year for three years and we were kind of choosing it what we wanted to do um and going with me if you don't ask you don't get i was like okay it would be great to explore beyond operations as well and it's great the company allowed us to do it because i do believe 
you can apply things from other bits of the business back into operations and mm. maybe bring the creativity back into it. Um, so my first year it was in supply chain as accessories portfolio manager. It was great, really good fun, really good team. Um, and after that I went actually into a global role into Think Big. Oh yeah. So I was in Think Big Europe and I could apply my skills of uh, Czech and Slovak language because we did have a business back oh. then. Um, and I learned a lot of that. I stayed actually for extra years. So my last placement, I choose to be there rather than doing another rotation. Uh, so yeah, basically for me, the six years meant that I have, I went through three different directors within the same business. It's good to get to know people, isn't it? When you do that rotation. Absolutely. So yeah, and I actually reallocated. So I started in Leeds office and I moved to Slough office for the thing big role. Oh, okay. Cool. So yeah, different sides. And uh, yeah, I do think I do have really good connections. I'm the kind of go-to person around if you need something within the business. <laughs> I will always know where to point you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's it What's it like working at these these companies? What are they What are they like as a sort of um, What's the culture like? What are the perks? What's I mean, I think Google particularly. <laughs> Google is quite famous for being this incredibly cool office. Any article you read about the coolest offices to work in, Google is going to be in the top ten. Yeah, that's what's pretty it like? good. Um, so in the central St Giles office, so London has um, <clears throat> three offices in for Google. So you've got two in Victoria for um, the kind of tech guys, and then one is sales in central St Giles by Topnagel Road. Um, so I was in the Tomka Road one and there's like carpet all over the floor so it's really nice, you don't need to wear shoes dog, <laughs> you allowed your dog in the building so like sausage dogs walking about little Labradors walking about um, free food, just two cafes there so if you want steak for breakfast you can have steak or oysters for dinner you, you can um, beer and pizza Friday nights free gym, it's personal trainer there um, free, free gym or free gin? Free gym, <laughs> right, free. Definitely free gym. Um, personal trainer, exercise classes. Um, you'll see a laptop when you join. But if you're a full-time employer, you get um, tablet and phone as well. Um, whatever, whatever you want. There's like a tech wall. Whereas if you need anything, um, just grab a Mac laptop, grab a keyboard, grab an extra screen or a mouse or whatever you need. Batteries, anything. All free. All free. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. kind of miss it when you talk about it like that. <laughs> can, uh, can you guys top that? <laughs> well. <laughs> Theo, you're, you're great. Well, nowhere. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere near as plush. Nowhere. Still, there's no gym as far as, as, far, <laughs> well, as far as I know. And uh, still have to pay for food, although it's all subsidised, which is all right. We've just got a pool table, which is very... That's something. That's, yeah, <laughs> something, yeah. That's uh, um, but no, the MD, well, I say MTV, Viacom office, it's very, it's a nice, you know, it's a lady, it's like you'd expect most creative places. It's quite laid back, mm. quite easy going, you know, you can have a laugh. There, There is a bit of, I think, you know, that it's, it's like most places you get, they create that culture because there's a lot of, it's quite, it can be quite stressful at times. So it's mm. nice to have, you know, you have chill out areas and break out areas. The general, culture in the office though it's very friendly there's no sort of in some offices I've been at before there's a big sort of divide between corporate and everything else there's no you know you that there's a lot of people and who are, who are corporate and in the same roof but 
you know, you, the, you can't see that divide at all. Everybody's everybody sort of chatting to everybody, you know, even the big wigs at the top are talking to, you know, apprentices and interns like that. Everybody, there's a lot of schemes to get involved in that involve young people because that's sort of, you know, um, places like MTV and Nickelodeon in particular, you know, keep their finger on the pulse, I guess. Sometimes with Nickelodeon you have, you know, school trips coming in and school kids Aww. coming into, you know, their offices to because they want to be at the heart of, you know, all of that and who better to ask than the kids that they're, mm. they're advertising and aiming to, yeah. I guess. Um, it's, you know, there's no sort of uniform or anything like that. There's no, you haven't, you haven't got a dress very formally, you know, you can sort of can probably ruck up in the morning <laughs> after a heavy night and sort of, you know, I don't know, it's, 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 it's cool. Yeah. And they said right ups on a Friday morning, which has been... Oh, that's good. You know, the office party usually falls on a Thursday, the Christmas parties, so... Right. Always handy. There's benefits, yeah. 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 (laughs) Come Friday the next morning. I'm trying to put this somewhere near the stratosphere. (laughs) (laughs) Google that. No, you've done all right. You've done all right. (laughs) And Slough. How is Slough? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That starts well. (laughs) So to start with, we've got a couple of offices down south. So the headquarters is in Slough, that's true. Uh, But we do have office in London as well by uh, Piccadilly. Yes, Telefonica Digital. Yes, that's which right, a, yeah. which is absolutely awesome office. But our Slough office is actually great as well. So we have, uh, for free, we do have vendor machines. We do have gym, uh, which is subsidised. We do have Costa and Starbucks in the building, mm-hmm. again subsidised as well. We have pools on every floor. Um, pools? Yeah. Swimming pools? Oh, no, no, no. Pools. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No That's way. No. A swimming pool. No, not a swimming pool. pool. <laughs> no, no. A pool. We, you can play pool. Pool table. Yeah. Uh, pool table. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make it sound better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pool tables. And actually, my manager, when he's on conference call, he plays actually pool while being there. So when he speaks, you can hear like you when he hits a ball. That. <laughs> this is recording. He doesn't mind that. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say, it's very relaxed there. We yeah. do have yeah. um, so each area, each floor's got like it feels like a sitting room or a kind of area where you have sofas and they are all different styles and. You can just, you know, just chill there on beanbags. Actually, I'm sitting on beanbags all the time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great job. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I can. So, no, it's a really good. We've we've got a camping. We've got one pound lunch on Mondays kind of thing. Um, We do lots of things like uh, getting guests in. So we had... I'm rubbish with names. We had the Olympic winner, uh, Victoria. Pendleton. Yes, she was there yeah. doing interviews for us. We did have some rugby players as well, so we do get lots of those yeah, things yeah. regularly. What about Will I Am? Has he been to us? So, well, he wasn't too old to, but uh, obviously we do Vaira as well, and uh, he was at a Vaira demo day when I was there as well, and he retweeted two of my tweets. <laughs> yeah, on that day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I did see uh, Will I Am live. He's quite isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just just louder though yeah. for, the, for the recording. He's quite short. 
No, but we're a lovely guy, and obviously... If you're listening, well, I am. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, but this trick, no, he's a very, very, uh, obviously, uh, innovative person. Very yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the whole thing, actually, the atmosphere within the office, we've got lots of apprentices, interns, and graduates, and the whole dynamics is... Um, not only they are learning, obviously getting the experience, but the staff that has been there for a while, and we do have lots of people that actually remember BT days, um, they learn from them as well. So it's kind of working both ways. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely fine. So it's definitely us. There is no us and them. Yeah. It's uh, just all big one happy fun night. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm quite jealous of it. Everyone's got a great office. No calls in Gating Bay. No, no, no. Calls, no gym. No gin either. <laughs> yeah, we don't get gin. <laughs> we don't know. Never yeah. mind. So, a big something in the news that always happens with apprenticeships is about pay. And obviously, even though apprenticeships is becoming quite big at the moment, a lot of people say that they're not paid enough and you can't sustain it as like a full-time job what would you say like how did you cope with the pay of being an apprentice i think um but i think particularly people in london i think it's quite hard mm. i think um you know I've, I've only lived a few places from bristol originally but i think london's definitely you know everybody knows everything's a lot more expensive and to an extent, I guess, living wage does sort of replicate that. But with rent and everything, you know, if you're not lucky enough to have family nearby, or you still live at home in London or, or in Essex or, you know, somewhere nearby, like Kent or something, that's definitely a big one. And, you know, you, you grow up a bit fast. Like, I think there's a lot of money management involved, a lot of budgeting, you know, because you, you don't want to be asking for too much. You're sort of independent now, you know. So I've, I've been fairly all right. To be honest, my, my, I think my wage was more than sort of, you know, it's, it's seen me through. Um, but I think it is that living wage. I think, with you know, particularly those people who move away and have to find accommodation, I think that's one of mm. the yeah. daunting things. I've been quite lucky with where I'm living, but I do have other friends who are, you know, paying through the nose to live and to do their, you know, apprenticeship as yeah. well as that. And, you know, there's definitely a lot. There's a lot of distraction in London, isn't there? There's a lot to do, so you can, if you're not careful, you can bankrupt yourself pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. I mean, Google actually paid really well, so I was really lucky with that. Okay. So their apprentice wage is actually a normal like, exec starting wage. Oh, okay, cool. So oh, right, okay. really lucky so. with that. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was fine. Luckily, I live in Essex with my parents, so it wasn't a big deal for me. But three of the apprentices clubbed together and rented out a flat. Um, in Collingdale, so it wasn't central London really, but it was fine on the northern line, so I could get into work easily. Um, and they seemed they seemed fine with that. Mm. Um, a few other people rented rooms, and they they seem okay. So, so we're just really lucky. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're really lucky. Yeah. Um, with the wage that we got, but yeah. I think on like the basic apprentice wage, it'd be absolutely impossible. On like the, was it two pound sixty an hour or something silly? Two seventy three. Two seventy three. Oh wow! Yeah. Two Going up in the world. <laughs> That'd be impossible though. Yeah. How much is that a year? Uh, it was five grand when it was two sixty. Is that all? So it must oh. be like seven, no six, more than that. I, that's like the minimum. That's the minimum wage for apprenticeship. So mm. obviously, like in Google, a lot 
some companies do pay more, some of them pay the minimum wage. It's it just changes yeah, like in the sectors well. and the companies. Yeah. So did so you struggle for us? Yeah. Uh it was much easier up north, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh, you're in Leeds. Yeah, yeah, so I used to be in Leeds, so yeah. uh that 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 was fine. Obviously, I don't have family here, so I couldn't rely on that. I know lots of the apprentices there, uh, so some of them were quite young, so they were 16, 17, so they still live with family. And even down here, uh, many of them, they were living with family, or uh, as you said, they would uh, go into rent together and they would be mm. sharing house and stuff. So my apprenticeship, I did spend in a share house as well. And I can feel the difference moving down here. So luckily I don't live in London. I definitely wouldn't be able to afford that. Uh, but I, well, considering what's the minimum, uh, all too pays well. Yeah, go on the record and say the same about um, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't survive on that. Um, uh, but yeah, it can be tricky. So yeah, it can be yeah, it can yeah. be tricky, especially if it's down here. It, it was much much easier up north. Hmm. You mentioned you're from Bristol originally. Yeah, and you re- relocated. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you, you're still in Essex. Yeah, so my family live in Essex. So yeah, I'm pretty lucky. How was the relocation for for um, you, Theo, and you, Yana? How was that? I must say it was a bit hard uh, because of the kind of cultural differences. I know it sounds silly, but yeah, no, yeah. they are much more friendlier. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right <laughs> and what I mean by that, it's um, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying people are not friendly here or anything like that, but it's more uh, they are more engaging with with people. They would be like stopping for chitty chats. Where here, especially if you go to London, people are so busy and business focused, and yeah. they are kind of scared to me and I contact with you just in case you want to say hi. It yeah. kind of feels like that. It's so funny, I actually went to Leeds last month and I was going around the shops talking to a uh, shop assistant and uh, the store manager would come around, just check, say hi, and smile at me. I was like, have I done something? It's right. <laughs> like, no, I just wanted to say if you are alright and if you've got what you need. And I'm like, oh right, I just thought I've done something, sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm not used to it anymore. Yeah. It's it's quite shock. Um, so I must say, in that perspective it was quite especially I didn't know anybody here as well um, so I had to find living and yeah uh, I had to get to know people um, but what really helped is because I moved through the apprenticeships program it was part of the scheme we did have quite a few apprentices here so I wasn't a friend with them or anything like that but especially there was one apprentice Safia who uh, when she found out I'm moving she was there for me and she would be showing me around and she would introduce me to the group of apprentices oh, so yeah. that was helpful yeah Theo yeah. how was your move from Bristol to it was fine yeah it was it was it was very very seamless because I mean I feel like there's you know Bristol's not ages and ages away from London there's always been a bit of two-way traffic it seems you know a lot of people mm. from Bristol go to London a lot of people from London mm. we met you know in Bristol who, who had moved there so it was sort of you know I, I, coming from a city it was just moving to a bigger city with big with more opportunities so for every 10 you know one job in Bristol there's 10 jobs here and that was the interesting thing and you sort of the one thing you notice is how much quicker pace things things are in London you know the much faster pace and it's you know, with, with with your social life and with stuff going on and with, you know, simple things as travelling and commuting, mm. 
as well as actually in work, you know, because you're sort of one of these big major HQ sort of cities and, you know, you've got London, New York and all of that and you're speaking to people from all over and people need things sort of done yeah. today, you know. <laughs> There's a massive culture of that in London, whereas in Bristol it's, you know, no such thing. <laughs> you can wait a little bit more. But it was, um, but on the whole, I've, I've loved living in London and I can't remember, I, f- I feel like I've always wanted to live in London for yeah. a while and sort of, it's definitely paid off. So would you advise anyone who's thinking of doing an apprenticeship and, and they're sort of met with this, uh, the idea of having to relocate for it, it's definitely worth it? Absolutely. They should just take the plunge and... and... Definitely, definitely, because I think, I don't want to say London ages you, but I think you grow up very fast in London. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to say it, then, you? You grow, you definitely grow up, uh, and, and maybe not just London, maybe... Manchester and maybe Bristol as well you know all of all of these cities it's just uh I think especially when you're a young person there's a lot more you know sometimes you're lucky enough to have people to fall back on but you you know you've almost got this hunger to sort of vouch for yourself mm-hmm. when you're in the big city when you when you're doing things for yourselves and um you know, it it can be a shock at first. It can be quite daunting. You know, starting like I started off, I didn't know many people, but yeah. through work and then through other people you meet and events that you cover or what you know, whatever your remit is in work, there'll, there'll always be a lot of people on the same boat as you. And I think where I am now, half the opportunities I wouldn't have been able to have or do other things unless I was in London because it it is all in London. Yeah. You know, all all these other big cities. You know, sort yeah. of. Um, so Dan and I were chatting a bit about what happens towards the end of your apprenticeship. So if you start an apprenticeship and there's lots of stats to say if you do an apprenticeship you're more likely to get a job there. Um, I think you might all have different stories here. So what happens near the end, like when you're coming close to finishing your apprenticeship? What, ha- what was the process of like becoming an intern or moving on? What happened? So with, with, with myself, um, I almost sort of like, cut short the apprenticeship or sort of fast track through towards the end of it because internally um, the internship came up mm-hmm. and there was all sorts of conversations with HR at the time um, and managers saying, you know, MTV News, which is where I did my first three months, the opportunity came up there for the internship and that was the one I, I sort of knew that I'd enjoyed the most and, you know, I enjoyed all of my departments but it's it was the most close to what I want to do as a career. And um, they were really supportive and I think they could see that. And, you know, I still remember all of them. And, you know, you, I'd do bits and pieces and get involved with them, you know, throughout the year, even even though I was in different departments. And um, in the end, I went and applied for the job internally. Um, and because I was doing, sort, sort of like earn while you learn as well, you know, so we'd, we'd do like study sessions and stuff because it was level three apprenticeships so oh, okay. we'd get a qualification out of it as well. Um, they were very accommodating and I sort of crammed my last three months worth of work into about three weeks. Oh, so and was you able finished to, it Yeah, oh. finished, finished early, still got the qualification and then applied for the internship. And then, I mean, I, I was in a, a room of, you know, there was a few people internally that applied, but a lot of people, you know, from, from all different backgrounds and, you know, doing previous jobs and stuff. And definitely being... Internally, I can I can vouch for that being able to get, you know, in, in a lot of cases, carry on working at that company yeah. because because they know you. And mm. That's the thing with media. I think in my sort of situation, 
a lot of the times you you sort of go with the people you know the best so you know who can perform and, and can deliver so I think yeah. I definitely had a home sort of advantage mm-hmm. in that sense and then went did the internship halfway through it and here I am now yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what about you Alex? Um, so the end of the year um, about ten months nine months in um, my team organised uh, an, an agency day so for all the other ten apprentices we knew there was no chance for us to get a job at the end of it so um, about 10-15 agencies came in to Google one evening we always had a chat um, see if there's any opportunities in those businesses um, see if we liked them see how we got on with them and then kind of introduce new people and network from there um, and other events as well and then luckily I found a role at Mindshare that I really liked um, and then yeah went, went with it really. So that so it was one of those days where you found Mindshare was it? Um, Mindshare didn't turn up to one of those days but I found Mindshare through another way of networking through another event at a place called NABS. Oh yeah. Um, yeah and then found there and then yeah found a really good job that didn't really have a job description but kind of said join us and we'll tailor the job to what you like. Mm. That's really good. And so, can you just say, well, did they tell you that you weren't all going to get jobs? Um, or did everyone know? Was it kind of like... It's kind of, we were hoping a lot that we'd get a job. Just because we were the first ten, we weren't sure still. Um, and then it was kind of, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, all year. And then finally it was a, no, definitely not. Well, I wouldn't say it's easy, but the company is actually quite keen to keep them. So I know that every single apprentice actually stayed. They okay. did get their roles what they wanted to. Um, and even interns and graduates, if they want to stay, the company uh, is doing what they can, obviously, to keep as many as possible. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I, I think it worked really well. So I got into marketing, considering I never work in marketing. Yeah. Um, I got into innovations team, uh, having great manager, great team itself. Um, and they just, they did obviously what I said, they are really relaxed and they're giving opportunities obviously to people that actually do have the appetite and uh, the kind of attitude that fits them. And uh, they recognize that I can learn the rest uh, around the role uh, I would be performing there. So yeah, I know that all of them, obviously they don't guarantee, they used to guarantee the job. So at the advanced apprenticeship, we have a guaranteed. The higher, no, we have to apply like anybody else. We're going through the same process. Um, but yeah, every single one of them, uh, we did get the job. Yeah. If you could sum up your apprenticeship in one word, what, what word would it be? And you can't, you can't have the same word. Oh. <laughs> I'll let you go first. <laughs> Valuable. Valuable? Mm. That's quite a good one. Um, go on, make you a second. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, One word, that's a challenge. Valuable is a good one. Yeah. Um, what's, another, what's like a synonym for that? <laughs> that's cheating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> invaluable hey I'll think of another one okay. give us some like, examples All right. um, <laughs> well one word that's really hard but for me it's one sentence you will get out of it what you put in it that's true I agree with that 
Mm. Summed up in one word. Yeah. What's the word for it? Great. It's valuable, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty valuable. So valuable is the word we're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Valuable and, and valuable in yeah. more words. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and that brings to a close our second apprenticeship special podcast and um, if you're interested do take a listen to the, the first episode which focused on media com, former media com apprentices um, amy what else have we got coming up yeah if you're so interested by our apprenticeships podcast that you want to know more we are running apprenticeship events up and down the country so we've got our first apprenticeship event in london on the 9th of march um, and then we're heading to birmingham on the 17th of march Leeds on the 19th of March and Manchester on the 20th of March. So you don't really have an excuse not to come. Yes, there's going to be companies like ASOS, Sky, the BBC, Jaguar are going to be there. Lots of very interesting companies bringing along their apprentices. So it's a real, uh, a real chance to get a great insight into what doing an apprenticeship is, is really like. Um, and yeah. we're going to be there. And we're, we'll be there as well, obviously, doing our thing. And <laughs> um, also, let, let us know what you think of these podcasts. Uh, by by tweeting us, how how do they do that, Amy? So go to at go think big and yeah, tell us your thoughts. If you like them, what else you want to hear? Who you want us to talk to? Um, we like doing them, but we want to make sure you like listening to them. Um, <laughs> but obviously, we've got our website, gothinkbig.co.uk/slash/apprenticeships, and you can find out all the information. What is an apprenticeship? What apprenticeships can you do? What it's like to be apprentice? So um, head over and enjoy. Okay, well, um, thanks again to Theo, Alex and Yana for giving up their evening to join us uh, for an hour or so. Um, it's been great finding out all about what you do and, and, and what you did. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.